Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding for Wednesday, January 16th. We're going to cover all your Tuesday night action in, in the NBA. Joining me to do that, my man Black Trey. What up, Trey? What's good? What's good? We got Rob Lopez producing behind the scenes. Coming up on the show, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Chicago Bulls really suck. The, the Denver Nuggets get destroyed by the Warriors. And Dennis Smith may be traded. But first, let's start in Denver with the Warriors dusting the Nuggets 142 to 111, taking over sole position in uh, first in the West, putting up 51 points in the first quarter, which is a new NBA record for first quarters in which they hit 10 threes. Kevin Durant had 27 points, 13 assists, six rebounds, started this game eight of eight. Uh, Steph Curry with 31 and six, hit eight threes. Clay Thompson with 31 points, actually had four dunks. He's only got 101 for his career, which so that's actually kind of kind of amazing. Uh, Jamal Murray had 21. Draymond Green with four points, 13 assists, six rebounds, and a technical foul. Trey, uh, did you watch this first quarter of this? Yeah. I mean, the rim was about the size of the hula hoop. They could not miss. They finished the game shooting 60%. Um, you can't really coach against that. It's just kind of like at this point, you just put a hand up and, and pray that they miss. And I'm sure uh, Mike Malone was pulling out the, the little hair that he had left. Yeah, that was actually one of the most fun first quarters I've ever seen. I mean, it, it kind of had everything. Um, you know, Jamal Murray hits the buzzer beater off the glass from half court to end the whole thing after Durant dunk, after Jamal Murray pull up three. I mean, it was it was a wild sequence to end the quarter. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but that was the last little bit of fun in that game. I mean, unless you like really, really good offense, which the Warriors are starting to click, Trey, and, and it almost seems like they've kind of taken it up a notch to get ready for the return of Boogie. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yes, everyone's hyped about Boogie coming back, but I don't think too much is going to change. Um, I don't think Coach Kerr is going to force Boogie into the rotation too much. Um, if they can kind of blow teams out the water, then Boogie can kind of work his way in with, uh, with, with the third, with the second and third unit and, um, fine tune his game. Um, but they're going to continue to roll, um, and do what, do what the Warriors do. I mean, especially with Durant and, and Curry shooting the ball as well. Um, I thought Clay played really well off the ball. So like, you know, when they're playing like this, they're, they're unbeatable. The Nuggets have actually played the Warriors pretty well. And, and and one of those teams that I've looked at as a potential playoff matchup that could cause them a little bit of trouble, mostly because Draymond actually doesn't guard Jokic well, but he actually did a pretty good job tonight. So throw all that out the window. Also, Looney, very underrated with his defense on Jokic. Um, on the other side for the Nuggets, I don't think you can actually take away much on uh, about them from this game. I mean, I don't think any of us think they're going to beat the Warriors in the playoffs. None of us think they're actually the best team in the West. We think they're in that next tier behind the Warriors. And, uh, you know, on a night when the Warriors are going to hit, like, what did they hit? 64% or something of their shots and 55% from three, you know, of course they're going to get blown out. I'm not surprised. Uh, what did you like about the Nuggets tonight, Trey? Um, just more so guys just stepping in, you know, I mean, they still are playing without Gary Harris which is a vital piece to their core. And, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't hold this, I don't hold this regular season game to anything. Um, but the Warriors did take, make mental note of that loss earlier in the season and watch them celebrate early on. And then they also wanted to send them a message. So 
Um, like you said, I don't see them, you know, defeating the Warriors in the seven-game series. But it would be the best matchup, I would say, coming out of that Western Conference. Well, especially for fans. I mean, because who doesn't like, a, you know, a combined, what do we got, 253 points? I'll, I'll yeah. take that. Give me, give me five games of that. For sure. What's up, guys? Today is Wednesday, and of course that means the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit five bucks, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. Play with other back-to-back listeners every Wednesday. Shout-out to last week's winner, Ilya. Oh, wait. The protege. Uh, he'll be joining us on the mailbag later on this week. If you take home the victory as he did in our special fan contest, you'll be joining us on the mailbag this Friday. Again, go to fanduel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B and join the back-to-back Wednesday challenge in news. Dennis Smith jr. May be on the move a uh, report from Adrian Wojnarowski and Brad Townsend of the Dallas Morning News say that uh, there is a chance that the Dallas Mavericks are going to move Dennis Smith. Uh, Woj saying that they are being more aggressive. Brad Townsend kind of clearing it up and saying that uh, neither Smith nor his agent have requested a trade but are open to it. He likes the organization. He likes the players. Just doesn't think it's a good basketball fit, which I'm going to just go ahead and disagree with, Trey. I think that – giving up on a young point guard this early for, for the Mavericks, I think it's a mistake. We, we saw the, the Lakers do this with D'Angelo Russell. And I think that they'd love to have that dude back now that he's in year four. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's no real room for improvement or time or room to grow. Um, I think if it was the other way around and the Mavericks drafted uh, Luka Doncic first, they wouldn't draft Dennis Smith Jr. So it just happened, you know, that that Luca came game ready and has been playing exceptionally well, but also doesn't mesh well with with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. So um, lobbying out and, and moving him might be a good piece for him. I'm just not sure where. Um, I personally wouldn't mind seeing him in Orlando. Um, I know he's been uh, attached to Phoenix, um, but and of course, everyone thinks Phoenix needs a point guard. You just don't put him anywhere. Um, hopefully, he can you know him and his agent and the Mavs can work out something where they can put him in the best successful situation. I think. Um, I think New York might be fun. I I don't like. I mean, I, New York big stage and and how explosive he is and the fun player he is would be good. But then also they have Moutier there, and like yes, Dennis Smith Jr. is better than Moutier, but like too much of the same type of player, but I mean, the Mavs would get back possibly, uh, Frank, Frank, Nick, uh, Nilla Frank, Nilla Kina, Frankie smokes, and maybe a, a, a tandem of Tim Hardaway jr. Unloading that or, um, Courtney Lee. So, I mean, yes, that, that also would be a pr- premier destination. Um, but you know, hopefully the two can, can match up, you know what I mean? pretty much a secure deal that that works in best best favor especially losing Berea to Achilles injury I I want to give a shout out to the to the Mavs uh for listing Dennis Smith is out with illness instead of the back the back soreness since in Dallas back soreness actually means you're on the trade block as we remember 
from the Rajan Rondo saga. Oh yeah, for sure. A lot of people are placing this on Carlisle, and I don't think it's Carlisle. I think it's just like it just didn't work out. All right, listeners, do not fret if you missed the Los Angeles live show, which was killer, which you're going to want to see the audio and whatever pictures and whatever video we have of it. It was an amazing show. But if you missed it, if you didn't get to go to Los Angeles, because let's say you're on the East Coast, March 2nd in Boston at the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston, you can see us again. You can see us do a live show. Tickets are on sale. There's no VIP. VIP is sold out, but we still have general admission available. You can get your tickets uh, through Jade Hoy, through the Count the Dinks Twitter page, and you can you can join us March 2nd, Middle East, in Boston. It's a great time. Every single show seems to get better every single time we do one, so you don't want to miss this. We're going to have all the big names there. We're going to have special guests. Come see us March 2nd, Middle East, in Boston. In other blowout games around the league last night, the Bucks destroyed the Heat 124 to 86. The Bucks had seven players in double figures, including Giannis Antetokounmpo, who had a triple double, Hassan Whiteside with 19 points, eight rebounds. The Hawks beat the Thunder 142 to 126. Trey, you just can't have a loss like this if you're the Thunder. You've got to beat these easy teams. I mean, it it gets early or it gets late early in the West. And they want to have home court advantage going into the playoffs. John Collins with 26 and five Trey young, starting to figure things out 24 and 11 uh, with 11 assists, six rebounds. What the hell? How did the thunder lose this game? Um, I think the Hawks just got it rolling. To be honest, I don't even think uh, Trey young really was, you know, got it rolling. I mean, at this point, I don't think he's, 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 he's hit a, a few spots, but like I said, this is just a young guy still figuring out the game and making adjustments as teams make adjustments to him. Um, but they, they, they shot the ball well and, you know, like they outplayed the thunder. I think this is a bad loss for the thunder. Um, you know, a, a, expl- a great game from Collins and Collins continues to grow in his role and learning the game. Um, but, the Thunder have to capitalize on matchups with this, especially teams that are not that good. Um, Russell Westbrook do, did what he normally does, but at the end of the day, like it's just such a bad loss. Also, found it humorous as far as uh, the Hawks kind of like sh- shedding light on uh, Dennis Schroeder after him wanting out of that team. But <laughs> I think that's the thing now. Just like if you play for a former team, it's 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 just common to to show a tribute to whoever it may be. Listen, it's getting so bad they're going to start giving tribute videos to guys who are still on the team. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past it at this point. I mean, what have what have these guys done? They haven't uh, won any championships. They it's crazy. Won. Yeah, it's just it's, you know what I mean. I get yeah. it. You, you want to appreciate your guys, but it's just getting out of hand. Once I see Austin Rivers get a tribute, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> And and no shade to him because, I mean, he's playing very well this season. The the Pacers beat the Suns 131-97. Boyan Bogdanovich with 20 and 5. TJ Warren with 18. Kelly Oubre with 16 off the bench. Uh, Devin Booker, only 8 points. Victor Oladipo, also only 8 points. Disappointing, but uh, the the Pacers didn't need Oladipo too much. Again, Pacers continue to impress. And the Suns, just not really a good basketball team. John Wall hates you. Man, I thought that was the best part of that game. Oh, oh, Suns continue to struggle from the free throw line. 
Now four of nine. Yeah, and you just don't expect it from this guy in particular. And when you look at Kelly Oubre's numbers. Watching them chant that while Kelly shot free throws. Um, man, it's rough, man. And then we also had a debut of headband Devin Booker. That didn't work out too well, so hopefully he burns that headband. Um, and the Suns are just really bad. Like, yeah, they're bad. They're had, young. Whether, whether they had Oladipo, bad. whether Oladipo played great or not, you know what I mean? Like, they it didn't even matter. It didn't matter. Like approaching this team, sometimes you know they had their good run, especially when they traded off Ariza and got Ubre back, and you know thought it would be like some type of culture shift. These guys are still bad, man, but they're going to line up every night and, and continue to compete as a young team. But, oof, it was it was a lot of rough matchups tonight. In Jimmy Butler's first game against the Wolves since he got traded to Philadelphia, the Sixers beat the pants off the Minnesota Timberwolves, 149-107. Jimmy Butler had 19 points. Joel Embiid had 31-5-4, playing mostly with the third unit, as he said on Twitter. Carl Anthony Towns with 13 points. Ben Simmons just missed a triple-double, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. This one was never even close after the first quarter. And, uh, you know, clearly the, the Sixers look like a much better team, so Jimmy made uh, a, a good decision there. And in the last game of the night and potentially the worst matchup of the night. And really my eyes were bleeding when I was watching it, the Los Angeles Lakers defeat the Chicago bulls. One Oh seven to 100 Lakers debuted a new starting lineup of Lonzo ball, KCP, uh, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma and Tyson Chandler. And uh, didn't really make that much of a difference, honestly, because they struggled in this game until about mid fourth quarter. Uh, and then they put it away. Uh, although, the Lakers fans did lose the free free tacos in the final seconds of the game, which Trey, I, I can only imagine how heartbreaking that must have been. Now they're having an issue with the clock. Guy in the crowd. I mean, it's Jack in the Box tacos, the soy tacos. Um, great drunk food. But uh, I'm not touching it <laughs> personally. <laughs> I mean, um, with all the rain in L.A. and now no free tacos, I mean, how are people in L.A. surviving? Uh, Lonzo Ball had 19 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Actually had a pretty good game, looked really good. What, all right, so we know that the Bulls are terrible, Trey, and I know these are your Bulls. Um, they're not going to get better. They've got a bad roster, so you know, let's not waste the time. But the Lakers, there's a lot of talk that they might be getting rid of Luke Walton, how, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's a little short-sighted? Um, no, because of the expectations and what type of franchise it is. It's a win now, and you can't not beat the Bulls, especially the Bulls, by a total of seven points. You know, like these games, you got to kind of put away whether LeBron James plays or not. And, you know, like it's just he's not – Trust me, it's one of the hardest jobs in, in the game right now, especially trying to quote unquote coach LeBron James. And then with the extra media around, um, it's not the best job to have. So I also think Luke ha will never get a fair shot um, as long as LeBron's on that on that roster. But bringing in, they're not going to bring in a guy um, in the middle of the year. So who would be the successor? I don't, I don't see it as 
a logical reason to fire I mean, maybe pursue someone in the summer, but not now. Yeah, and, but here's my thing. If you've already decided you want him gone, there's no reason to not go ahead and move on from Luke Walton. Like, really, it doesn't doesn't do you any good. Sort of like firing Tom Thibodeau. It doesn't make a difference. You know, you just go ahead and do it. And, and mm-hmm. it's going to be – you're not winning the title. Um, you're probably going to make the playoffs as long as LeBron isn't gone too long, which, you know, the reports from today said that he's still not moving great in, in, in the practice court. Um, they just, they just don't have a good roster without LeBron. And as a matter of fact, I'm of the opinion that this stretch without LeBron is actually hurting them on the trade market as well. It's making these guys look worse. I mean, the the last eight games or something like that have almost been a disaster for, for everyone's trade value, except for maybe Kyle Kuzma. But then you look at Kyle Kuzma's shooting percentages and you just, I don't know, man, it's, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, they're like I said, they're all young. These guys are living the Hollywood life. You know, you, you get to play with one of the best basketball players in the league. Um, you're riding high. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Um, but come April, May, who knows? Like, I mean, I I don't know what decision you make. I mean, I I already was questioning uh, Luke Walton's coaching decision as far as this whole big man issue and, and, and swapping the starting lineup. I mean, I don't think that was too much effective. Um, my guy Tyson Chandler looked very old against a young window Carter. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know where they start to fix to patch up their needs. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't see a trading off a core guy. I mean, I know Laker fans are adamant about getting rid of Brandon Ingram, but I don't think that even changes anything either. Also, you're not getting AD for Brandon Ingram. Uh, moving on to the line of the night. <laughs> yeah, they're just not going to be able to trade for him. Uh, the line of the night. We got Joel Embiid with 31 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and a big win over the Wolves. We got Russell Westbrook with 31, 6, 11 in a loss to the Hawks. And Giannis Antetokounmpo with 12, 10, and 10, uh, triple-double, and a win against the Heat. Trey, who you got? Man. I'm going to have to flip a coin on that one. (laughs) Seriously. All right. Well, look, we reward winners here, and I'm going to take the big winner, Joel Embiid. Not only did he have 31, 13, three assists, huge win over a team that, you know, they really, they had it marked in their calendar, but also he had the tweet of the night where he, you know, talked about playing with the third team. I'll pretty much piggyback off you because I did, I was a big fan of that. I mean, I don't follow him on social media, but um, and I think some of his acts have gotten old, but that was pretty funny and I'll, I'll definitely ride with that. All right. That's it for today's show. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the ding, subscribe to the back to back podcast feed with a new basketball buzz. that just dropped yesterday, a new nerd she wrote coming out tomorrow and a new mailbag coming out Friday. Go subscribe to the separate B O M M feed, which you can find on any podcasting app. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as all of our feeds on the back-to-back network, Key and Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, and, of course, The House of Strauss. We want to thank you guys for waking up with us and for the folks that joined us out in the live show that I got a chance to meet. It was awesome. Thanks. I, I really appreciate the hospitality. And, Trey, I'm going to need you to take us home. First and foremost, make Tuesdays great again. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.